is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And we are recapping today, Married at First Sight, Season 13, Episode 12. Is There Someone Else was the title of this episode. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. We have so many thoughts. I know. I feel like we're so upset. Like, we're, like, bursting out of our skin upset. Yes. Okay. Um, We are, I mean... I guess we'll just, it goes without saying, like, this was a week, this, this, in some ways, for most of the couples, this felt like a filler week, you know? Yeah. Um, It was like a date and like a friend thing, but it wasn't like huge, but we have two couples that are in serious crisis, which are Johnny and Bao and Brett and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're the only couples that we have, like. A shitload to talk about. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so let's get into Johnny and Bao because I think they win for biggest travesty of the week. <laughs> new, it's a new award that we're giving out, I guess. And their I relationship was so mad is a that I didn't even pay attention to the song lyrics once. That's how upset I was. There was a lot of um, it was more a little bit more instrumental this week. Oh, okay. yeah. Maybe they maybe they heard our notes. <laughs> Um, okay, so we literally pick up a day after the group dinner debacle from last week. And Bao and her, like, selfie video is talking about how, you know, she feels like she has to, if she's learned anything, she feels like she has to woo her husband. And she's obviously frustrated by that because she feels like everything she's doing is not being recognized as anything. Because it isn't. Because it absolutely isn't. (laughs) So we go from, like, her giving her little frustrated perspective that feels very valid to they are in the kitchen together and they're finally doing their cooking together, which is apparently so important to Johnny. Oh, Oh, and this is after, by the way, us seeing living proof of what I would call gourmet meal prep. I mean, that meal prep for the week Oh, yeah, they showed us that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, this is extremely impressive. When Mm -hmm. I meal prep, it does not look like this. No. It definitely doesn't look this pretty, and it doesn't look this yummy. No. So uh, we'll get more into it later, but I just, there's now, you know how there was like maybe, what, 10% of us last week that that were a little bit, we were all team bow, but we were like, wait. Are we being duped in some way that we don't know? Well, the way that he came at that whole situation yeah. so intensely. Like so it so like obviously when someone has that reaction, it's gonna give you pause and yeah. wonder, like, what's going on here? Yeah. But to be clear, I have no like I give everything he said no credence at all anymore. Yeah. At all. So they're cooking together. Freaking bless Bao. I mean, she's just got this great attitude that doesn't feel fake. She's just, but like, damn, dude. Like, I could not keep showing up the way she is after being like, in my opinion, just denigrated. Who among us could? <laughs> I was so annoyed. Okay, so yeah, so they they're making dinner. They do this like truth or sip thing. Mm-hmm. Um when I, I was so annoyed when she presented the dinner and 
it, and there was clearly all this pressure around it based exactly off of based dinner, off like, of because he kept saying like she doesn't make gourmet meals so gourmet so i just didn't like the energy that he had at yeah. the beginning of this where he's trying it and he's like hmm, yeah no, that's it's good. the energy he that's has pretty good. towards her. It's like, why you're not a freaking judge on Chopped here. No. Like, she's making you a dinner. Do not come with this, like, inquisitive, judgy. Like, and it's then that, that it continues on because then they start getting into, um, you know, he's like, you're not 100%. <laughs> and Well, no, first he okay. asks her. If she, so it's it's a setup, right? Yeah. Because he clearly already has an opinion. It's a leading question. He's basically implying what he already thinks about her. But bless Bao, again, she goes into everything like playing the positive of the situation and assuming the best. So he's like, would you say that you feel 100% in, in this relationship? And she was like, yes, definitely. And he's like, now how so? Yeah. And then within seconds, like you can tell now she's fumbling with her, her words. She's it's all this like, she's put on the spot. Because judgmentalness. He's clearly yeah. implying like, well, I think you're wrong. Yeah. So she's like, um, I'm trying to like do things in the house and like think of you when I, and he just is like, okay. So in my mind, you know, if, if, if this is your hundred percent, if my hundred percent was your hundred percent, then I would be 150% trying. And then he starts like escalating really quickly. I'm trying to figure out when have you tried that I just, when have you tried? Oh, I don't know. Let's think about that whole bar theme date that she set up for you. Right. With the fried chicken, the darts. Right. Let's think about her um dressing up as a nurse for you right i mean like i could go on and on yeah. and on and on about all of the things that she's quote like tried and apparently johnny i was just absolutely befuddled when when he, when he said um when have you tried you're not consistent at all i was like are you kidding me what are you talking about what is going on like, here literally who are you talking about and it's I mean, we'll get more at Pastor Cal later, obviously, but what he said is what I've been thinking this whole time, not the cheating thing, but, like, you are literally looking at every turn, every breath for something wrong with her. Like, no one could stand a chance under this level of scrutiny, you know? It seems like he's completely trying to sabotage the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then he goes into, like, the things that he wants... Mm-hmm. I am so sick of the, him wanting all these household things to be done together. It annoys. It makes fixation. no sense. He's like, you do yoga. I would like to be invited to yoga. I was like, what? Right. What are you- well, and you know what? Maybe I would even believe that for a second if anything else in your behavior showed that you even like to be around her. I mean, when they were cooking, like... He's constantly acting annoyed or repulsed by her. You know, like the amount of like, if she gives any answer, even in jest, that like he doesn't get or isn't how he would answer, he's always making these little facial expressions at her. Like, I'm just like, he he has this like, a, what feels like a growing contempt for her. So when he says something like, 
you know, like, I would like to see you wake up in the morning and say, like, oh, yeah, we had fun last time we jogged together. Do you want to come jog with me? Or if you're doing yoga, why don't you come do yoga with me? And I'm just like, what are you doing to make her feel like you actually want to participate with these things with her? You know? And again, yeah, it just feels like it's like something to put on the list to justify that he doesn't like her. And yeah, it's just so confusing to me because he acts like there's something wrong with her that she doesn't want to like do everything together. Yeah, it's just, it's upsetting to me and confusing to me because on one hand, he has all of these like standards. Like we should be making the bed together. We should be cooking together. We should, you know, and he makes these like, you don't do together or then it's like yeah we only cook together you don't cook me gourmet meals i'm like you can't make up your mind no. what is it what no, is not it at you all. don't even fucking know dude so there finally comes a point where she's like and she's so ugh. it just hurts my soul because she's still so like kind and diplomatic and mature she never gets mean she never even like yells or name calls or anything but she does say like I just feel like everything is you need this you need this you need this and like I feel like you're just always complaining about me and nothing I ever do is enough and then he gets up and like storms out and then you hear him groaning and screeching in the room that was so bizarre that was just like sitting there talking to the producers and he's in the other room and you just hear a <laughs> from the other room. And I'm like, what the hell is going on over there? You're such a drama queen. Oh dude. my gosh. So yeah, he comes out and is like, okay, John's just a, a, baby. a baby. Like he's a total baby. He goes doomsday, freak out. The world is ending at the first sign of discord. Well, and then to the way that he carries himself He's always like sauntering with his head down. Like he just acts like a freaking child. It's so annoying. I think of saunter as a happy thing. I probably used shuffle. it incorrectly. A miserable shuffle. Solemnly. I think yeah, I meant to say somber, solemn. Somber. somber anything solemn. but saunter. I think <laughs> a essentially. A saunter is like a joyful. Trot? I mean, not quite. No, but it's just there's a spring to the step, I think, with a saunter. Okay. I'm known for using words incorrectly, so that's fine. <laughs> he comes out and starts talking to her, and and he goes, it really hurts me when we have disagreements like this. And I am screaming to myself, oh my you fucking started this. Yes. It's your fault for starting this disagreement. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, I was so pissed I know. at this point. Hurt when they have disagreements like this. And then he just immediately, I don't think we're compatible. And I immediately wrote, it's a fucking disagreement, Johnny. And then she said it right after. She was like, it's just a disagreement. I'm still here. And I just was like, gosh, she's so calming. She's so patient still. What he doesn't realize, he's so fixated on how she's not passing all of his perfection tests. And he's like, he wants her to jump through all these ho hoops because like the standards are constantly changing. The goalpost is constantly moving. And she's still just this like strong, patient, diplomatic person who she just stands there and 
she gives him like she gives him some words of comfort and i just wrote like gosh he is so stupid that he doesn't realize that what she's being like right now and who she's being in this moment to you when you absolutely don't deserve it that is what she brings to this relationship that is her biggest asset that you have nothing none of dude and you are so lucky to have that in her and you don't even have the eyes to see how lucky you are it's so frustrating and then we find out the next day that he didn't stay that night how is this giving 100 percent, johnny exactly oh 150 though babe 150 percent. and bowed's just like obviously really distraught and says like this is what he, he talks this big game but he ducks and runs every time things get really hard and she's fucking so she's already right for the family party the uncle birthday party there's been all this build up to it when they were cooking the night before he had been like are you excited and you see like overhead fucking film of her standing in the kitchen memorizing all of the names of the family with herself and then she ends up hearing from him later in the day. He called her and asked her not to come to the family barbecue. I was so upset. I mean, there's so many rounds of me getting upset at Johnny yeah. in these two hours. But, like, I just think that was so fucked up. Oh, totally. And 100%. It became clear as crystal as this um, family party goes through. That the reason he didn't want her there, I don't care what reason Johnny said, the reason he didn't want her there is because he wanted to throw his own pity party with his exactly. family. That's it. He wanted to go. He wanted to go talk shit. Winch and, and bitch about all of these um, minor things, slights that he feels, yeah. uh, real or imagined, yeah. and and how get support from his family. And I loved that... His family wasn't really giving him what he wanted. Every conversation he had, he was always met with like, wait, I die. I mean, this is just the perfect, this is Johnny's delusion in a nutshell, is telling a whole table of people and thinking that this is a really good argument on your behalf. You know, he's talking about how worried he is about their compatibility. I just want to feel that high school romance feeling. Sir, you are in your 30s. His family, like, immediately shut him down. The, one of the guys was like, well, you're not in high school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ant was also, was also saying something similar, like, don't you think maybe this has more to do with your expectations? If these guys, this is all a similar theme for them. Mm -hmm. is wanting this fairy tale romance and yeah. it's like oh you're starting to see this is why you're because you have these perceptions you're so stunted this is why you, nothing's worked exactly yeah exactly and, and you're seeing it in little ways with everyone you know with yeah. all of the guys all on, of them except gil except gil yeah um he talks about so he's talking to his aunt and he's like I don't like the way he doesn't like the way she communicates. His aunt was like, I think your expectations might be too high. And then he literally says, the more I learn about bow, the less I want to stay married. To him. I could not believe 
<laughs> Round four of upsets. <laughs> and then he tells her, he like, he keeps pushing back with his aunt. And he's like, I've been single this long. She's like, I'm worried. I don't want you to be single forever. Basically implying, like, if you're going to be a perfectionist, nothing's ever going to work. And he's like, I've been single this long because I haven't settled for less. And I was just like, fuck you, Johnny. You are the only reason that you are miserable. You are the only reason that you have not found love up to this point. Like, you do not stand a ch chance out there with anyone because your expectations are absolutely delusional. Uh, delusional. Meanwhile, his incompatible, weird, uncaring, untrying wife is at home making the most elaborate meal prep for their entire week of like what looks like gorgeous gourmet pasta and noodles or something. And we're talking like they all look the same. They all look beautiful. They have garnishes. And there's at least six containers, if not eight to ten. And I loved what she said. She said something like, you know, here I am still meal prepping for the week when I'm an administrative director at a cancer institute, but I guess I don't try. And I loved that. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for reminding us that, yes, your entire life, like, you're not sitting around not being, like, I don't know. I, I, want, I just wish she would say that to Johnny. I'm like, Johnny, do you know? Like, how much you're asking of her and how much she is providing to you and what a badass she is. Like, she is a professional woman in the world. She's working 40 hours a week. When he said, when they, when his family asked what she was doing, and he's like, I don't know, she's probably in bed texting. And then, then we get, obviously, like, spliced together, like, just so perfectly. Yeah. And she's doing all that meal prep. You're like, oh, even more egg on your yeah, face. Yeah, you look like more of a dick than you did five seconds ago. Um, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, I need a expert intervention right away because someone needs to put Johnny in his place. Yeah. And then thankfully and then we, we get it. it. <laughs> so we get the Pastor Cal Skype. Um, him and Bao are sitting on the couch together. They clearly have not had another talk, um, one-on-one -on -one yet before mm -hmm. this happened, which he makes clear later. Um, I just think it's interesting because he, he, later he keeps saying, we really, I really wanted to talk before, I wasn't ready to talk to Pastor Cal yet. And I'm like, why? Because you wanted to say all the mean stuff without someone catching you or hearing you first? Go F yourself. So Pastor Cal's like, so what's up, Johnny? I mean, the amount of mean things he says in this talk, oh my gosh. It's, it's like, it's shocking. <laughs> so he said, He's all like down and Pastor Cal's like, what's up? Why are you sad? And he's like, I'm sad because I'm, I'm married to someone I don't think I'm, that was right for me. And I don't want my family to get attached to her if I don't even like her. She's not genuine. She's presenting a version of herself that isn't true. I just can't. And then he brings up the dinner night. So he implies like he's trying to, he's like, you know, some things that she said in front of everyone. So that is like his fixation on her supposedly lying about making gourmet meals. I'm like, dude, let it go. Like, are you kidding me? Like in hindsight, I am so happy that she went in on him 
in front of everyone. In front of everyone yeah, last week. Me too, especially because you watch the way that he tries to make his case with people one-on-one, and it just feels very manipulative. So Pastor Cal tells him, like, you're being completely unfair, and it seems like you're trying to find a way to discredit the relationship. Like, it looks like you're looking for shit. Yeah. And so he calls him out and says, is there someone else? Like, it, you're self-sabotaging so hard, and your attention is so divided that I can't tell. First off, Johnny does not answer the question right away, which is very bizarre. He immediately just answers the question by saying, all I know is that there have been points in this where I have wished I was matched to literally anyone else. Holy shit is what I wrote down. Like, I can't even imagine how you work back from this. Um... This is this was this part of the conversation. I really wish I could have seen how it actually played out because it was hard to tell how much time there were so many pregnant pauses, and I didn't know if that was an effect of editing or whatever. You know, I'm like, it, it just seemed weird, you know. But yes, you're right, he doesn't answer the question right away, says that. Well, in Bao, literally, it gets to the point where because he just he doesn't answer it, and then he starts rattling more, like, mean statements, and then Val's finally like, you're not answering the question. Yeah. And then Pastor Kel backs her up, and he's like, there's no one else. I just know what I have in front of me is not what I want. And then he keeps going, and he says, I'm comparing Val to the ideal person I thought I'd be married to. Oh, And it's like, that's what we've all known about him. But the funny part is, as when he's saying that, he doesn't realize that, like, how bad that makes him look. He thinks he's, it's a perfectly valid thing. I'm just so sad because I was waiting for my perfect match and you didn't give her to me. The lack of self awareness is insane. insane. (laughs) So, of course, Pastor Cal is like, oh, well, thank you for that because that makes it easy. Like, that's what I thought. He's like, There is no ideal perfect person that you will ever marry. And he was like, that person that you have in your mind needs to be destroyed. She does not exist. Have a funeral for her. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved, like, he then made a point to to really gush on Bao. And he was like, I don't think you realize how lucky you are with what you have in front of you. Look at this woman. You just said all of this bullshit, and it's probably just the tip of the iceberg. And she's sitting there taking it in friggin' stride. She's not running away. She's not storming out. She's not firing back. And yet she still is, like, confident in who she is and is willing to have an adult conversation about essentially anything. Like, you're an idiot. This person, if you can't see how those are all... It's like he takes all of those things for granted. He And if anything, almost like, yeah, they're just things he doesn't value. He doesn't, because he doesn't know to, because he's been with people for five seconds over and over again in his entire life. Um, but I was just, at that point, like, Bao is crying. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it was huge for her to have an outside force, like, really confirm that, like, she isn't crazy. She has been doing a lot to contribute to this marriage. Johnny is being very unappreciative. Um, 
And I was so impressed, unimpressed with Johnny, like when she was crying and when Pastor Pat was saying that, like, he just was not empathetic to her at all. He wouldn't look at her. Pastor Cal had to force him to look at her. I mean, I think like he got the bare minimum of what he needed to get by the end of the conversation, which is like, I think he got a little bit of a slap in the ass that like, okay, I need to stop focusing so much on what this person isn't doing for me and focus on what I can do for them. Who knows? I mean, he clearly doesn't really ever fully get it. Like based off of everything and what we saw in the shit for next week. But well, even in the conversation, even in the conversation that they have at the end of the episode in bed, Mm -hmm. you know, he I was just. Still, he still doesn't get it. You know, they're talking. He's like, I think we just have different ways of loving each other Uh, or no. First, he says we have different versions of the truth. And, and I'm he like, feels okay. Like he's crying out for help. Yeah, your version of the truth is really just alternative facts, Johnny. <laughs> right. That's what yours is. Right. Um, and then, like, then when, he critiques the baking. Okay, when he said, "When you bake, that's for you. That's not that's for me. me." I'm like, "You're being such an ass. You're such a dick." Like, <laughs> that's something you say to your partner. Like, weigh in. You know, like after there's a foundation there and we know each other better and we're starting to realize like, oh, oh, there's certain things that like I would really love that I do for you, but they're just not hitting the same way. Exactly. Like you learn that with time and those are important conversations to have. But a month in, if baking is one of the things, one of the ways that she likes to show people love and that she's really good at. Every time she bakes, in her mind, she's doing something nice for you. And, like, this soon in, really, you're going to shit on that? Well, too, it's that and it's and it's the tone that he uses yes. to even bring this up. Yeah. You know, it, it's not... He's such a dude. I know. Dude. I This may be controversial. What? I think that this is starting to get to Chris and Paige levels from last season. Chris and Paige, why? Just like the run around the rosy of it all. I think I think he's a total ass. I th- I don't know how Bow is still here. Honestly, I I don't because I, mean, I, don't I get things like he's as um, he's not like a pathological liar. He's not a fame seeking pathological liar. Like but Chris, he is but. so mean to yeah, her and he so is. rude, and he has a temper. And he's kind I of a fake nice guy. Totally, and I just don't I don't. I don't understand how Bao is like no, I know. chortling She's at the end so of this episode this. and they're making jokes in the bed. I, it is just run Bao run for the hills. Like he, he can, I mean the, the amount of things mean things that he said about her yeah. in just this episode, we haven't this seen like t- literally 24 hours. I mean, like we haven't seen people be this mean across whole seasons. Yeah. You know, like it, like it is say just things this harsh, yeah, and repeated, and yeah. Like I just don't and know how you build things up about the baking. She goes, "I don't know you yet, Johnny," and she's like, "We don't know each other yet. We're learning," and like even the way that she can like, she can just see through the bullshit so quick, but she just says everything still so calm and kind. And it's just like, oh, wow, dude. Like, you have no clue. Nobody nobody out there 
will put up with you the way that she is right now. Yeah. And that's something that you've been so focused on finding someone that's perfect enough for you that you've never even considered. Are you enough for her? Exactly. Not even a thought. <laughs> no, never even crossed his mind. It's, it's, he's so obsessed with, is she good enough for me? Um, and she did say like, we seem to have a misunderstanding in reading each other's efforts and and how we read them and it i just think it was interesting the big thing like so they basically things soften somehow because bow is a queen and he's basically like okay well where do we go from here and she was like well i think we should talk more on a daily basis i thought that was interesting it makes you wonder like what is truly the day-to-day like yeah um is this attitude that we're seeing, is that how he comes home from work every day? Is that how he is on the weekends? Like, it just makes me wonder, like, maybe they really aren't talking much at all. I don't know. So that was the thing she wanted. And then he says, can you commit to doing more things together? I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's, he wants to be like Megan Trainer and get double toilets. <laughs> he wants to pee and poo together. <laughs> it's real love. Oh gosh. Um, Just go so move distraught. in with Jose and brush each other's teeth. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Great plan. So I I'm Bao deserves so much better than this, than Johnny. I think I think Johnny has so much work to do on himself. Like he's been spending apparently the last decade of his life testing so many women on their perfection for him that I feel like his own personal growth was frozen in time at maybe the age of 21 or 22. This guy needs individual therapy on a weekly, if not twice weekly basis to work through all of these insane standards that he holds potential partners to that clearly usually are, are obscene standards come from things we hold ourselves to that aren't fair. So like there's just a lot here and I don't think he has quite enough humility to be able to really like, you know, we get these glimpses where we think that that's what he's showing, but you know, give it six to 12 hours and it's never the case. He's always ended up saying something heinous later in that time. That's super hurtful. And like you were saying, like these mean statements, the amount of them made just in this 24 hour cycle. I'm like, this is the shit that rings in your head. This is the shit that makes you self-conscious three months down the road when you're like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. No, that's what I mean. It's like, how, how, how do you, how do we legitimately move past this? You know, every part of who she is. Yeah. Like literally to the point where I could see her feeling self-conscious about baking period now. Exactly. Because he thinks it's stupid or yucky or whatever. Like, and then next week looks terrible. Yeah. He says something mean in the preview. Like, I'm done. So it's it's disappointing. He's his own worst enemy, but he's hurting Bao in the process, and I just, I cannot deal. It's so hard to watch at this point. I agree. Okay. Let's move on to our other... Couple in the most dumps. Most dire need <laughs> couple. Brett and Ryan. Oh, Brett and Ryan. It, it's funny I, for the last few weeks and episodes, I have been thinking to myself, 
what actually happens with this couple? Right. And then I got my answer summed up at the end when they have their conversation and saw, see the way that they communicate with each other or more see Ryan's communication skills or lack thereof. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is why nothing's been happening. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to have a conversation. Yeah, he can't um, even say the most simple shit straightforwardly. <laughs> Uh, so we start off, Brett hangs out with her friend mm -hmm. in the extremely dirty chairs that are outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan goes and lifts with Zach. I thought Zach did a really good job of giving advice in this instance. I, I don't know. I get so confused at how Zach is able to give insight that is actually sensical and clear to others when there's been zero reflection of that in his own shit. <laughs> You know, it's just interesting to me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like the most substantive stuff here is just, I think Brett is just all out of, she's just like really drained. You know, I think between her dog dying this past week and then Ryan almost seems to have pulled away simultaneously even further. Yeah. Like now that been. I That's think about point. it, it's like the timing kind of matches up. It's like things weren't great before, but it just feels like they get worse and worse. I just don't know how you don't make the best out of this situation if you're Ryan. Yeah. Like how difficult is it for you to just like support your wife right now and be there just for to her? Be a shoulder like, to I cry just... on for anyone that is close in your life when they lose anyone. Like, and yet she's the one planning this American Ninja Warrior date. I know. I know. Like, give me a break. I know. So, I mean, she tells her friend, like, I can tell there's been a shift. Ryan is not into it. He is checked out. Um, and the friend, I just thought this was a good point for everyone to remember. The friend made a great point. She was like, hey, I mean, you had sticker shock at first. She was like, because remember, she did. She's not into country conservative bull riding Oil NRA members like that is not her thing but her friend makes the point of like but you are not superficial and that is why you were quickly able to push through that sticker shock and have an open heart yeah towards just the human inside this person and i just think it's good for everyone to remember they both were very aware of how much they weren't each other's former type yeah like he's not the only one here who didn't get, like, what he maybe would have dreamed up in his diary before, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just thought that was something good to remember. But it's just sad because you can tell. She's just like, I can tell. He's checked out. He's not into me. And, like, what – if you're in her position, like, how do you, like, maintain your dignity at that point and, like, keep putting yourself out there? Like, I completely understand where she's at. So then all of a sudden we are at the Ninja Warrior date with Jose and Rach. Um, super cute idea from her. Ryan's a freaking douche when it's her turn. He does not encourage her. He doesn't cheerlead her. He stands as an observer, also as a man who appears to be testing um, a contestant. And he has like a cringy flared nose, nose face the whole time she's going. And I'm just like, fuck you. It's like how he was with the manatees. Mm. Remember how, like, yeah. we're like, she's doing it, dude. She's, yeah, maybe she's screaming or she's scared to touch it or get too close. 
but she is out there in the water doing the thing that you wanted to do. And all he's focused on is, yeah, we got to work on that. And it's the same for me here. I'm like, she is going out on a limb to schedule something that is so far from something that she would want to do on your behalf. And you're enjoying it and showing off when it's your turn. And then when it's her turn, you are fully just judging her. I mean, if I was her, I just would have felt so small, especially how shitty must she have felt to watch that back now? Like, ugh. yeah, I, I guess I wasn't paying that close attention to what he was doing. I was wrong because I'm always I was... watching his face to see if it does anything other than not move, not move. I was trying <laughs> to assess how many of those obstacles I could complete. That's not a surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, cute. I mean, she's full. She's like, I don't know how great this is for us as a couple, but I think this made him happy. And I just wanted to show him that I'm trying still. And then Ryan meets up with his sister. I just think it's so funny who he likes to present himself as. I just think it's funny how he's going to everyone else except his wife. So true. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed so about this thing. You know, it's like he's testing he's the waters out with all these people, but he can't have a conversation with his wife. No, he can barely have a conversation about with his wife about how he needs to sleep in a bed so that he doesn't go insane anymore. And oh, the couch we're, is really hard. We are, we are going to get to but that. But it's like, I if thought. it was that hard to say that, and that is in the end all you could say, you couldn't even say how you felt about the relationship in any real terms, like, you were incompetent. So speaking of that is why I find it hysterical that he's talking to his sister about, like, uh, how hard it is and how, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's describing himself. He's like, you know me? I'm usually very direct. And I know what I'm doing and what I want. And I'm like, wait, this doesn't match up with what you have actually told Brett about who you actually were in past relationships. Right? Like he no, that's a great a point. I didn't ago. catch that. I didn't catch that. That's good. You're absolutely right. Ago that he has actually only been in a few serious ones, and they always ended because he couldn't move at the same pace and he couldn't open up fast enough. So I'm just like, who is this person you're talking about? Like, I thought we established that you're not a great communicator. Um, this hurt my soul. Okay, so. We find out that he, just a side thing that he finds annoying about her is that she's a slob. She kind of is. I'm going to say, I that was bad. think she has some cleanliness issues. The bathroom closet situation was really bad. I would not be okay living in those conditions. And I'm reminded of just how lucky I am as a married man. <laughs> because I could see that, like, you know, that's out there. That exists. Yeah, that was bad. And so thank you. I just want to say that. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so that was a surprise. We did not know that about her. However, the worst offense uh, is when Sis says, okay, well, if she was a Victoria's Secret model, would you care about how slob, what a slob she was? He's like, I'd probably be doing the dishes with a smile. Not a good look, my guy. Go fuck yourself. Not a good look. The fact that you even, like, no. You, there's no Victoria's Secret model that would be with you, to be clear. Um, 
they're all also at least 15 years younger than you at this point. I'm not sure if you know about how the age groups go with that. Ryan, um, but everything about that was, that's the quote of a tool. Yeah. That's what I have to say. I concur. But then he's like, I mean, she's a good person. She's competitive. She's easy to talk to. But she gets worked up over little things. I'm just like, I'm fucking done with you. Her dog died this week. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And she has plane anxiety. Like millions of other people in the world. Like, are you serious? I just, I, I can't. And then after all of that, like, we're all confused why his dog has a yellow face. Oh. Right? And we ended up finding out that this dog got such full, a good dog, though, by the way. Full on the table. Fully on the table, eating all of the, the goodbye Baxter. The, the condolence. Dead dog condolence flowers. flowers. Gets into them. Anyway. Four she, paws she, on the kitchen table. She comes home. He doesn't even greet her. Like <laughs> they're like coexisting essentially. Yeah, at they this really point. are. It's it just seems really miserable. And then they have this like heinously awkward conversation where they sit down across from each other on the couch, and we find out he's been sleeping on the couch the was whole the, time. Would you qualify that as a conversation? I don't know what it was, but I don't know if I'd use the word conversation to to define what happened there. <laughs> Fair point. Mm. But yeah, so they sit and I mean, clearly the advice he's getting from every single person that he speaks to that isn't her is you need to speak with her and you need to be honest with her because it sounds like you're not really cluing her into how you're feeling and you're keeping a distance, which is what he's doing. So he go, you can tell he like feels like this is the time I have to be honest. And he's struggling with it. And I, I love that she won't help him. Like, she's like, I'm so done with you. If mm. you're going to tell me you're done with me, you're going to fucking tell me. You're not going to be a little wuss, you know? And so she just sits there, and he's definitely having a hard time. He says, like, you can't pretend to make something happen, whether you want it to or not. Things have obviously been hard. But just keeps everything so broad and vague. And then suddenly he's like, you know, I mean, I've been sleeping on this couch, and it's been pretty hard. But I've been sleeping on the couch instead of the other room because I knew if I slept in the other room, you'd probably be hurt by that. And she's like, and then he goes into a whole spiel about why he needs sleep and how if he doesn't get it, he won't be, she won't want to be around him. She's like, sleep in the bed. Like, I don't care. This is the quintessential um, move from guys that are not emotionally mature. Yeah. You see it in your teenage years or in college, people who, men who are not emotionally mature, when they have to have conversations, always say they're tired. It's like the, the girl will ask you, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And you know something's wrong, but you don't know how to talk about it. Oh, I'm, I don't know, I'm just, I'm tired. Right. I'm tired. It's like a tale as old as time, yeah. the tired excuse. Yeah. And he, like, takes that and runs with it. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm just, I need sleep was the essence of the conversation. Yeah, that's that that was what we ended on was yeah. just, like, a very long, 
<laughs> pontification on the importance of him getting his full hours of sleep. Yes. Uh, Rem cycle Ryan. <laughs> I'm, I, again, we have a situation with a guy who I think his own mind and his own expectations and perfectionist standards are his own worst enemy. And nobody stands a chance with it. And he's looking for, I mean, literally like all of the most important things, like the through line of who Brett is as a person. Like, how stupid are you to be willing to give that up for, for what? Like, I don't even understand. I still, I still don't get it. He's just waiting for a magical thing. I mean, I don't know if all of this is implying that like he doesn't get boners for her. But I feel like that was there and he has continuously put more and more distance between them as he's tried to, quote, figure it out. Which it's like, you're not going to figure it out if you turn her into a fucking specimen and put her under a microscope and barely engage with her and then try to do a write-up on it. He's so, like, in his head. And, you know, for someone who's simple and direct... He's got a lot going on that he doesn't know how to like work get, work yeah. through or yeah. get at all. Yeah. Um, and has turned this into something that is way more difficult than it needs to be at this stage. She's so good for him. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, he can't see it. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. He can't. He doesn't deserve her. I just yeah. I feel really bad for Brett at this point. So I don't know. I don't have hope for them. Me neither. He seems very. I'm just so disappointed in all of the men in this freaking cast, except Gil. Yeah. I'm like, do these women need to just... <laughs> these Some of these women should just be paired together. Because I like, almost they're switched... all... Their mindsets are right. And they're, like, ready. And they're... I'm just like, these this guys week, do not deserve... This week made me wanted want to just switch the power rankings around just to people who I like. Just individuals. Just individuals. Yeah. I almost went there. Um, <laughs> but I don't like throwing change of formatting on you. Um, okay. One man that I think is doing better okay. is Zachary. Okay. I think that their relationship is getting better with mm-hmm. time. Um, they had the bubble ball date that, that was so, was so cute. Looks like so much fun. I know. I want to do that with you. I so know. Bad. So bad. Um, I'm just surprised with how optimistic Michaela is. Honestly, it's what makes me nervous every week. Yeah. I feel really nervous. I just, you're right. Everything we saw on camera this week seems hopeful. Seems like they're connecting. They're having more fun. It seems like a different relationship, but I just do not trust him anymore. I mm. don't have any trust for him at all. Um, we didn't watch Unfiltered this week, which is a huge mistake. Um, I'm just realizing I don't even know who was on it. We got to figure that out. But I still can't get over the contrast of who Zach, how Zach presented in last week's episode and the dates compared to who Zach presented himself as in the unfiltered Remember when he was very much like, Oh, I was just trying to get through the day. I wasn't thinking about that as growth for our relationship. Like I just don't trust him. So I have no reason of this episode 
to not trust him, but I'm going off of the last month, and that's how I feel. Interesting. But I love Michaela. I think she's growing, clearly. Um, and I think that they have a lot of potential, but I'm just scared that he's totally faking for the cameras at this point and just, like, knows that they have a baseline ability to have chemistry and have fun, and he's just showing up to shoot and give her give give them what they want. Wow. That is a very pessimistic take. Um, I was so weighed down by some of the other couples this week that I think I viewed it through a more optimistic lens. Yeah. Um, I thought the poems were cute. Mm-hmm. I thought the scrapbooking together was cute. Um, I didn't see any, you know, I was worried when after the bubble ball, they sat down and they talked about, they reminisced and they asked each other what the happiest moment of the mar- their marriage was so far. And I was like, oh, this is cute. And because of the past conversations that they've had, my worry was that, and what, it, what Zach has done so far, was that Zach was going to say, and what do you think the worst parts of our marriage? Oh. You know, and I was like, please don't say that. We know what they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, he stayed out of the negativity for sure. So I am prepared to be wrong about this and be right. I hope you're right. No, I'm prepared. I'm, I mean, I'm prepared to, you know, eat my words here. I am choosing to look at the glass half full here. Great. But I also forgot about Unfiltered last week. But, yeah, no, I'm still going to choose. Uh, <laughs> okay, you have hope. Yeah. I don't for them. Um, this is That's fun. Okay, Rachel and Jose. First thing noted, she makes eggs in the microwave. It does not take 30 minutes to make fresh eggs, quote, fresh eggs, as she says, she's on the stove. She's not a hen. She's not laying the eggs. She's cooking the I eggs. I know, I know. She's like... I mean, I'm not going to wake up 30 minutes earlier so I can make fresh eggs. I'm like, wait, do you have to go to the coop? And pull them- <laughs> do you have to go to the coop and pull them out and, like, do things? What are you talking about? It literally takes three minutes to fry an egg on a fucking pan. She is the worst. Four to scramble. She is, she is the worst early riser, yeah. I think, in the history of early risers. Everyone I know that wakes up at ungodly early hours of the morning just can, like, do it effectively because they have to. And she is the set eight alarms, can't sacrifice 15 minutes to 15 more minutes. I'm like, girl, you're getting up at four in the morning. What are the 15 minutes at that point? Yeah. You know, like, I don't... But eggs in the microwave, I don't know of anyone that's done I've that. I've poached eggs in the microwave. Okay, well, I don't think she's poaching eggs. No. I don't know what she's doing, though. Um, <laughs> but she's definitely, I mean, they seem like they're overall in a good place. She's very confident, post their fight and makeup. They go wine tasting. They have this very strange conversation all of a sudden. So I didn't realize that she works in the school system. And I, I can't recall if she's a teacher or if she, like, works in admin or something. But then we go into this strange territory where she's like, I've never been in a relationship during the summer, which I'm like, that's a lie. You were in a relationship for eight years. So maybe she's just talking about specifically since she's been at this job. I think every single summer she travels. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And that's where I was like, oh, now I almost have a better, deeper understanding of the travel of it all for her. Um, But it's, so here's my theory. I think she's making a point because she said in her interview before that she was like, we've been doing so many things I've never done before together since we've gotten married and I love it and I just don't want it to stop. And so there's this part of me that feels like this was her very strange, um, socially awkward way of basically being like, you better keep up the effort when we move out of the experiment and in with each other. And you better not be comfortable to just let me sit on my laurels in your perfect home all summer while you're at work. Because I have summers off and I expect to keep doing stuff with you and for you to keep trying with me. That's kind of what I think she is getting at. I love the drinking of the white wine and looking at him and saying, summer Rachel is coming. (laughs) In between sips of Pinot Grigio. She's like, you know, I mean, just saying I'm going to be in a really bad mood if I get bored and, you know, when I get like that, you cannot criticize me one bit or I'll be out the door. That was so weird. That con- uh, This whole conversation is so, so bizarre. It was so weird. So and I, it was like one of the few times in this couple's short history that I have actually been a little bit Team Jose out of just... Because he was trying to compliment their relationship is what led into this. And he was complimenting her. And then she just takes it and goes into this land of brace yourself and it's very confusing the way that you are were uh kind of pessimistic about zach and michaela that's kind of how i feel about this couple Mm -hmm. i'm not buying it i'm not buying i'm i'm really not buying this everything's back to normal we're all good you're not no i I, I think i think he can act and he can tell her what she wants to hear. I still think he's got major control issues. Um, And I'm just, I just think the day-to-day of this is going to start, the day-to-day, I mean, now, whether they make it through decision day or not, I just think the day, I don't think this really matches up. I just think he's a poser. I just think he's a poser. Like yeah, I, you know, I, right. it's funny. Like, I love when she called him out for swirling the wine because <laughs> he, he's there at a winery and he's swirling it. And she goes, do you even know what you're doing <laughs> with that? Or did you just like see that in a movie? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just, I'm you know, <laughs> it's just like so funny. That was so great. But yeah. I don't know. I'm just not, No, I mean, I'm not buying it. I'm buying that they are as optimistic as they, I think that they buy into their own optimism, but I think that they're both out of touch. That's a great way of With how deeply ingrained some of these personality things are. And I mean, I think you're right, mainly because unfortunately, Narsos, which is what Jose has seemed like, don't usually change their stripes like this. Um, and which is why the last episode was so surprising to watch how he ended up eventually coming around, even though it wasn't that impressive, right? It was so hard for him to do it. Um, but he eventually did. And even that was a shock to me. Mm-hmm. 
So I think you're probably right in the long run, but I think that they think they're great right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was just a bizarre Rachel take the whole thing. Yeah, it was very bizarre. But I don't really have much more to say on them. No, actually. I don't have nothing more to say on them. Okay. Other than Jose's idea of travel is taking a road trip through North Texas. Because there's lots of hills. Yeah, let's go to Amarillo this weekend, huh? Let's take a drive. No. Sorry if you're from Amarillo. I'm sure it's great. Road but... trips are valid and cool, but like in response to your wife's travel bug, your big dream is to drive around the state you already live in to the area where the streets get really hilly and desolate just because they get hilly and desolate. Okay. What? I, I revi- here's, here's the thing. I absolutely agree with you. Road trips are great. Don't know if I'd call a road trip, like classify that as traveling. No. For sure. Well, it depends. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, no. Not her um, version, clearly. Okay, <laughs> and last but not least, our VIPs of the Seesaw. Our superstar couple. The Seesaw. I mean, we open with Gil saying, my lease is up in three weeks. I don't know if I should renew it. I'm already looking at apartments, and we need to make sure we make our choice before decision day. I'm like, damn, this couple is just in it to win it. It's all natural to them. It's just happening. Yeah. She's letting him go look at places without her when she's at work. Like, yeah. I I mean, I do think they're, it's probably going to be interesting to watch them, like, decide. I mean, I, I did think it was funny. She said, no, don't. She said to renew it, right? I didn't know what to think of that. It was weird. I thought I, I, it was either a joke that I didn't understand because he said, okay, I'll, I'll renew the lease. And so I think that was a joke because I thought at first he was renewing the lease and then later he's talking to his friend and he goes, yeah, I didn't renew the lease. I'm getting us a place. Oh. So I got confused at the beginning as well. I guess they'll still have her place as backup, I'm yeah. sure. Um. I am obsessed. I feel like you totally called this. What? With the fact that yes. Mirla now wants a four-legged friend. <laughs> the montage of her with Hype was the cutest shit of my life. She loves that That dog. was the best part of the episode. That in my was opinion. so cute. Um, I did think it was interesting. We got one little insecurity admission from Gil. So, so stupid. You know, they're talking about, she's saying she wants a new phone. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you don't need one. And I'm like, Gil, chill your tits here. Like, she's had the phone for two years. She didn't just buy this one. And he then says, I get worried sometimes by how she always likes the newest thing. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. And he's like, because I get scared that when I'm not new anymore, she'll get tired of me. And I was like, oh, there we go, vulnerability answer. Wow, wow, wow. I would have never guessed that. And that makes so much more sense than some of the other crap you've given her. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that was a very poignant answer. And I yeah. hope those are the things that he shares with her. Yeah, me too. I love her friend on FaceTime, though. Yes. I love that friend. And I love, I mean, first off, I was just relieved to see that there's a girlfriend in her life. 
and that there's a girlfriend in her life that can tell it to her straight mm-hmm. and be like, oh, they're going to think you're a bee. <laughs> they're going to think you're a bitch if you act like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, and they still have not consummated the marriage, but something from the way that he answered that question with his friend tells me that they're doing everything but mm. because of the way that he said it. He was like, oh, she's giving me all kinds of affection. I'm fine. I don't need anything. I'm like, oh, okay, Gil. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, they're just doing so well. Yeah, they are. They're so they're easy. It's almost boring. Yeah. But we need someone like that. You have to have it. You got to have it, it. We need a touchstone. Great use of that word. Um, okay. Hit us with the power ronks. Okay. Coming in at number five, I have Bow and Johnny. Uh, uh, at number four, Brett and Ryan. Uh, Maybe not so off. At number three, I have Gil and me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I have Rachel and Jose. So last week we had a tie. That is such a personal, like, that's just based off of your, like, opinion about the future, but not in anything of this F. Okay, just go. These are your rankings, as you always remind me. (laughs) Three is Jose and... Rachel. Okay. Number two, I have Zach and Michaela. Okay. And number one, I have Gil and Mirla. Okay. And I think I explained why when we talked about them as couples. Which aren't those two couples the one that were just tied for third last time? Yeah, so I gave Zach and Michaela official second place. Yeah, you gave them favoritism. That's so interesting. Maybe I did. We just have flip-flop opinions about the two. Maybe I did give them favoritism. (laughs) <laughs> so, so be it oh well okay i have carte blanche to you give do. favoritism <laughs> okay well i'm excited for next week because we are finally getting some really like meaty we're getting the one-on-ones with dr pepper who is finally gracing us with her presence over halfway through the season how kind of her um, she's gonna, but I still don't even like that because remember they split it up gender wise. So we don't even get to see the women meet with her. We just, she just meets with all the guys. I'm pretty sure. And then Pastor sure? Powell meets with the girls. Interesting. That's how I remember it last year. Hmm. But anyway, um, I'm excited for some people to be put on the spot. Oh, we love, we love insight into therapy the sessions with the experts and they can't run away. Um, and it looks like Dr. Pepper has some great perspectives that I agree with. So naturally, I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, these guys are all just really freaking disappointing. Most of and them. And most yeah. of these girls are, I think all of these women are delightful. And these guys, like, have no idea what's in front of them. They're going to go on and have the same problems if they don't get their freaking acts together. I agree. So, um, Yeah. I just feel like there was a lot of somberness in this episode. Yeah, there was. You know, it felt it it felt very like, and we were just so mad the whole time. Usually, we are really good. Everyone, we watch this and we we watch it in torture next to each other because we really try to not talk so that this conversation is as organic as possible and we can like 
surprise each other with each other's opinions. But this was an exception because we were screaming throughout. We could not help it because we were so angry. Uh, it was so frustrating and so therapeutic to be able to get our thoughts out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we were like, we're getting these out before the weekend. So anyways, love you guys. Find us on Instagram and TikTok. Answer the polls. We're having so much fun with those every week. Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap will be out in the next day or so. Um, and we hope you have a lovely weekend. We can't wait till next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.